God is moving among His people at Faith Alive Family Church. His power and an increase of supernatural activity is evident at Faith Alive. The power of God is sweeping through, healing cancer, ulcerative colitis, infertility, and chronic pain. During our weekend services, pain and diseases are healed after words of knowledge are released. The Holy Spirit is doing a deep work in many hearts. People are encountering Jesus for the first time and giving their lives to Him. Church members are experiencing supernatural provision and God continues to pour out His abundance upon us. For more of what God is doing at Faith Alive, please visit us at fafc.ca. Our desire is to bring nothing but the Word, the Word of God that transforms our lives. You can't have a testimony if you haven't had a test. When you have the new nature of God inside of you, really your worship reflects that. If you fail, don't let it be final, because it's not fatal. Hello friends around the world, thanks for joining me here at Kingdom Inside. This is your doc, Dr. Kazumba Charles. With me in the studio is, oh my goodness, I don't, I don't know how even to describe uh, this man of God. Uh, my pastor, my senior pastor of Faith Alive Family Church. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, what you see on Kingdom Inside or the ministry that uh, you've seen us doing around the world, we've come under Faith Alive uh, Bible College and Faith Alive Family Church. And uh, for the last 10 years, it has been nothing but glorious where we've been helped and uh, built up to be the man of God that you see around the world. And I didn't want to hold this man of God just back without sharing to the world with you. Now, on today's program, uh, 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 we're going to be talking about his latest book, Mercy Triumphs Over Judgment. Pastor Brandt, welcome to this program. Hey, I'm honored to be here with you, Charles, Dr. Charles. And I, well, he can call me Charles. I, I, you uh, know, I've always called you Charles for years, but son. I think I'm calling you by your last name, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you have to get, get it right now, I know, Kazumba. I know. Dr. <laughs> Kazumba Charles. My senior pastor, it's an honor to have you on this program. And I know we've yeah. got quite a lot of uh, uh, things to cover. Yes. Uh, uh, the world is waiting. Uh, number one, you've written this book, Mercy Triumphs Over Judgment. Yes. Uh, let's go down to it. What is, first of all, the number one comment or feedback you have received from people who have read this book? That's interesting. The number one uh, comment is, which I wasn't expecting, was a lot of people came to me and said, you know what, I didn't know I was that in that book. Mm -hmm which meant I didn't know that I only wanted to give mercy to people that I thought deserved it. Mm -hmm. And really the whole definition of mercy is to treat people better than ourselves and to give mercy, to give grace, to give forgiveness, and to help out people who don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And so I've had a lot of people come, come up to me and say, you know what, Pastor Brent, I didn't know I was like that. Mm -hmm. And they said, I, I found out that I actually treat people according to how they treat me or, you know, according to how I treat people according as to whether or not I believe they are worthy of receiving it or not. 
But the truth is, mercy is for the undeserving. Amen. So that's the number one comment, which I, I didn't expect, it, yet I've heard that many times. And it's very important because mm -hmm. I've read it as well as we begin to look at, uh, you know, uh, showing mercy, not only to those who deserve it, but uh, mercy must be shown as it is one of the characteristics of the nature of God. Mm -hmm. And we claim to be of God. Absolutely. That's we got to demonstrate that now. Yes. Ma using Matthew chapter mm. 5, verse 45, right. would you please explain to us treating others better than ourselves? Because sometimes we are selfish. We want to treat ourselves just better. But here, uh, 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 treating others better than ourselves. Using Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, how yeah. can you explain to us? Well, Matthew uh, 5, 45 says, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes the sun arise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And I find that as Christian believers, it's so easy for us to do good to people that love us, you know, do good to people that love us back. But to be like our Heavenly Father, we need to go above and beyond and start loving those that don't deserve it. Amen. Because it says He reigns on the just and He reigns on the evil. Yes. And isn't that true? Yes. I mean, you can take that spiritually, you can take it in the natural, even, you know, just say the sunshine or the rain. You know, God gives sun, He gives rain, He gives all the necessities of life to everybody. He provides for everybody, it doesn't matter who it is, good or evil. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for us as people to think that God might do good things to bad people. Mm -hmm. The truth is, God does good things to everybody. Amen. And so if we really want to emulate our Heavenly Father, if we really want to be like our Heavenly Father, mm -hmm. we need to show mercy. Amen. And mercy is treating others better than ourselves. Mercy is treating others better than ourselves. Now, would you explain to us a limited good and uh, limited goods? Yeah, well, if you study the, uh, the Old Testament and uh, the Far East, ancient societies and so on and so forth, there, and you can even find it in the Bible in the Old Testament, where people uh, of that day many years ago, who because of limited goods, for instance, Abraham, and uh, Lot and the, the, the herdsmen were fighting over, you know, the, the wells. I, I, don't know if, I don't remember where it is, but it's in the Bible there. And they fought over the water because there's a, there's a thinking in that day of limited good and limited goods, which meant that uh, because there's only so much to go around, then people would end up, you know, fighting to get their little piece of the pie. And, and because of that, because of limited goods, then people also adopted a thinking or a reasoning of limited good. Yeah. So that means they, they felt like they were handcuffed, they were handicapped, you know, that they couldn't give everything that they should. And yet, you know, Jesus gives us the Spirit of God, He gives us the power of God, He gives us the life of God, so that we don't have to live like that. We don't have to, because we don't have limited, God does not have limited goods. God is not limited. Mm -hmm. You know, God can provide anywhere, anytime. You know, He's He is limitless. not limited. He's limitless. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. He's limitless. He's not, he's not limited in any fashion. And so we don't have to adopt that stance. Mm -hmm. So, and in our lives, we can forgive people. We can love people. You know, even when you don't think you can. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of God is in us to love people and to forgive people and to release them and so on and so forth. So that's kind of the idea. Of you know, limited good. Limited, and goods, limited goods and limited good. Amen. And so I'm saying God's not limited mm -hmm. and neither are you. Amen. Amen. Meaning uh, uh, forgiveness is unlimited in the eyes of God. I want us to, because we got quite a lot of things to, to touch base here. Now, uh, why should someone read this book um, 
please explain uh, uh, Matthew chapter 5 because that's the, the, the scriptures that you cover. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. That's right. There's a lot of reasons to read this book. Uh, and the re one, I'll tell you the reason why I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. I wrote this book because having been in the church for 30 plus years, um, I saw a lot of people sometimes who seemed like they were willing to show mercy, to give forgiveness, to help those who are outside the church, you know, what we, who we would call sinners or people who aren't saved or, you know, whatever. And then I saw people in the church who, who seemed to struggle to give mercy to people in the church or, you know, even worse, in their own families. You know, people who held unforgiveness and they got mad. Or, or how about this? People working in the church who were hard to get along with. Difficult. People were holding grudges. They're bitter. They're angry. They're, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it got me thinking, Lord, is that really what this is about? And I, after a study of mercy, I found out that, you know, God, no, no. God wants us to be merciful to the good and the bad. So we need to understand that. And so another reason to read this book is simply, uh, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. So that's just a, you know, a pay it forward kind of thing, you know. I, I'm, I am blessed. I'm looking to future blessings because I'm merciful today. Amen. So Amen. that's one reason. If you read this book, you'll come away with a better understanding of how mercy operates. Mm -hmm. uh, you can attract mercy, how God is a merciful God, how you can be merciful, and actually prepare your own future. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and the second reason is James chapter 2 verse 13 says, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. So for me, it's like, that's a little known scripture, but how many of you know that if you show mercy today, then it's, it's like he's, God is saying that then when you are judged later on, then he will judge you with mercy. With mercy, yes. And, th and that's what you find from the, old, from the Genesis to Revelation is that God is a God of judgment, yes. He is a God of justice, but at the same time, he always, always, always gives justice or judgment with mercy. He tempers it with mercy. Amen. And so this book will help you to temper your judgment and temper your justice with mercy. Now, pa Pastor Brian, mm. I, I, this is so awesome and uh, so powerful. I got people there thinking, you don't know what they've done to me. You don't know what, uh, what, what I've gone through. And... Uh, how much is too much? Is there a limit to, to, to the mercy we can give or sh we should give? Well, you know what, that's a really good question. And, then, and for some people, there is a limit. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you ever asked yourself, well, that's it. I've done all that's I can. Right. I'm not doing mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm forgiving. Not, not forgiving that guy one last time. Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. But um, I think we need to rethink that. Yes. And realize that, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And we have the power to continue to love people, mm -hmm. no matter what, till the day we die. I can recall a time after preaching a message on mercy, a man came up to me who I'd never seen before, but had been at the service. And he said to me, you know, I drive a city in, this, in, the, in Saskatoon here. I drive a taxi in the city. In the, in the city. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I, had a, I have people sometimes that come in and they don't pay. They just get out and rush off. And he said, you know, what should I do? How far should I go? Should I phone the police? Should I let them go? Should I chase after them? You know, so on and so forth. And I said to him, you know what? There is no scripture that tells a person how far they need to go. But for me, the, I think it's based on how much we're willing to love people. Amen. 
You know, freely we have received, freely so we should, we should give. give. You know, and it's just like the guy who was forgiven much mm -hmm. can love much, mm -hmm. and the person who's forgiven little seems to love little. So I have been forgiven much, That's and I know you've much. been forgiven much, and yes. so have many of you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's based on that kind of thinking, Amen. that because I've been given much, mm -hmm. that I can, I can love much. So, Wow. I have, for, I have been forgiven much, and when you have that attitude, you realize you too have been forgiven by God, and you continue to forgive. Uh, that is what we're talking about, mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, people think that failure is uh, fatal, no, is it final? I want you to explain this thought uh, uh, about failure you know because we think when we fail uh, actually today in the morning as I was getting ready uh, it's so funny uh, you're gonna talk about this as I was getting ready today I was doing something on the computer that I was uh, downloading you know to get into my laptop and I always get it right I always get it and then I, I I went at it for about two hours today until I just screamed and my wife she was in the room listening to me I screamed I said well sometimes you just have to admit you have failed you know and then I just went and started getting ready to come to the studio yeah. now that thought you know people we think now failure is final it is done would you explain to us man of God yeah I have a chapter in the book called failure is not fatal nor is it final mm -hmm. And uh, we need to realize that failure is one of the tricks of the enemy that he uses to get us away from God. It all started back in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, you know, missed the mark and failed God. And immediately they began to try and cover themselves up. And I think that's what people do when they fail. You know, we try to cover ourselves up, you know. Self-righteousness is, is a mode or a method that people use to try and cover up their own sins. And, you know, and I've talked to many people, in fact, as a pastor, if I get around family members or people that aren't Christians and they find out I'm a pastor, it, it's amazing how often they start to, you know, they start to talk about judgment and justice and, and God and all kinds of things. And it's always about on the idea that God somehow hates bad people and he, he's just judging people and he's got to mete out justice. And, and they're always telling me the, you know, the bad things about the, the politicians and the, and the guy down the road. And they... They actually believe that that's the way I am. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's not the way I am, and that's not the way God is. Amen. But they have a misunderstanding of it. Mm -hmm. And so, but that goes back to the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. When Adam and Eve sinned, you know, they, they tried to cover up their own failures by whatever means necessary. Mm -hmm. And so, I like the story of Peter, who, and you guys know Peter, how he failed Jesus in the, in the days uh, before Jesus' death and resurrection. When he went and followed Jesus from afar, and three times, you know, uh, somebody had come up to Peter and said, Hey, you're, you're one of those guys that was with Jesus. You're one of his disciples. And three times Jesus den or Peter denied Jesus. Even the last time it says he, he cursed and swore. And I think he swore an oath saying, No, I swear on my, you know, whatever. I am not a disciple of Jesus. Yes. And then the, the crow or the rooster, was it a rooster? Yes. The rooster crowed three times as Jesus had predicted. And it said at that time, you know, Je Peter must have felt like a real what? Yeah. A failure. Yes. And yes. I think the Bible says he went away, he, he actually quit, he went back to fishing, he went back to whatever he was doing. And I can't imagine uh, the failure that he must have felt in oh, his heart. Yes. And yet, I have a scripture in Mark chapter 16, in verse 6 and 7, after Jesus is risen, he comes and talks to uh, some of his disciples. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. Mm -hmm.
you seek Jesus who was crucified, he is risen, he is not here. See the place where they laid, but go tell his disciples and Peter. Actually, it was an angel who said yes. that. It wasn't Jesus. Mm -hmm. It was an angel. He said, go tell his disciples and, and Peter, Peter. Yes. that Jesus is risen. Amen. And I love that because mm -hmm. that's the heart of God to people that fail. Mm -hmm. And that even though Peter's failure was bad, it was awful. I don't, yeah. uh, you know, maybe you've experienced failure like that. I know I have. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the enemy comes and he tries to discourage us yeah. and he tries to draw us away and pull us away. You know, and get us away from God, thinking that God now is against us or he hates us, you know, because we failed. The truth is, failure doesn't affect God's love for us. Mm -hmm. And I can iterate that in, in uh, talking or discussing uh, between Peter and Judas. Mm -hmm. Judas was a disciple. Peter was a disciple, exactly. right? Yes. They both loved Jesus. They both served him and so on. Judas failed Pe uh, Jesus, and Peter failed Jesus. Jesus. And yet... Yes. In the end of it all, only one of them was restored. Mm -hmm. Why was Peter restored and not Judas? Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is, um, Dr. Charles, mm -hmm. is that one guy, even though he had failed, mm -hmm. he still had hope yes. that God, you know, his failure didn't end his relationship with God. Wow. Wow. And Judas wow. didn't have that. Judas, Amen. for some reason, you know, he was self-condemned. And mm -hmm. I can see... Uh, Satan coming and whispering in, in, in Judas's ear, you're such a failure, why don't you go kill yourself? And I wonder how many people have you know, committed suicide or, or done some extremely crazy things or just ran off and you know, went back to drugs or alcohol or some crazy thing thinking that they failed God. Yeah. And so Sat uh, Satan, Satan was able to get to Judas and Judas took his own life. Wow. But Peter was able to be restored because you know, obviously he still felt that it was still good between them. So if, if you fail, don't let it be final. Amen. Because it's not fatal. Amen. Oh, wow. If you fail, <clears throat> don't let it to be final because it's not fatal. I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting the depth of this because most of the times when we fail, we think it's all over. God can restore us just as he restored Peter in the end because if we put our hope and trust in God and willing to learn and to, to, to understand that his mercy will always triumph over judgment. The number one point that God is looking at is not to judge you because his mercy is so powerful. I'm, 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 I'm getting, uh, you know, uh, pumped up, uh, uh, Pastor Bryant, with this. Um, as you read Mark 16, verse 6 to 7, uh, uh, where you talked about Peter's uh, failure and Judas' failure. You may even put it this way. Peter was, a, you know, like a Christian. He failed, and Judas was uh, a disciple as well, and he failed but one was only uh, restored. restored. Now, yeah. the question is, uh, does Satan try to use our failure to work against us? Yeah, absolutely he does. And I think we need to realize that. That I don't know about, how, have you ever failed before? Oh, many times. Well, how did you I feel? just failed this morning. Yeah, actually. well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> big failure. <laughs> big um, one. I felt bad and terrible. I didn't want to even go back and do that. But think about that. Every time we fail, I don't know about you, when I fail, in fact, I remember when I first got saved, uh, it was 32 years ago, and I remember uh, being in Bible school, and Dr. Pierce, our Bible school director at the time, often uh, encouraged us to get those little cards, you know, those three-by-five cards, and write scriptures on there. So I wrote uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 on there. For God made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. And so when I did wrong, Charles, if I did something wrong, 
it would take me like a month oh, wow. to get through it. Wow. I would, I, I wouldn't, I, I'd spend the whole next two or three weeks feeling bad about myself, <laughs> whip myself mentally, whip myself spiritually. You know, I, I think I felt that if I could feel bad about myself enough, that just maybe I could work myself back into God, God's good graces. And I used to go like three weeks to a month where it started to hurt less and hurt less until I was I finally able to uh, forgive myself or release it or let it go or whatever. And I began to take that scripture and meditate on it and read it and confess it. And I remember one night as I was reading it, that scripture seemed to go from my head to my heart, mm -hmm. you know, about 12 inches. And I had a revelation that I was the righteousness of God. Amen. And then from that time forward, uh, if I made a mistake, it would just, it would take less and less time. So, uh, but it's hard though when you make a mistake because you feel bad, you feel terrible. You try and cover it up with all kinds of things. We try and cover it up with good works. Oftentimes, you know, you see parents who, you know, they do something, they make a mistake with their children, and so they now they go overboard the other way, trying to make up for it. For it let's yeah. take you out for ice cream, let's buy you something, let's, you know, instead yes. of just saying, hey, I'm sorry, yeah. I missed it. Amen. You know, and moving forward and receive forgiveness, yes. and teaching our children, we try and, you know, win the war by doing something good. Mm -hmm. And we can't win that war. There's, mm -hmm. you cannot win that war. There's, you cannot be good enough to be made righteous. Amen. So, and yet I see people all the time in the world and in the church mm -hmm. who for one for this reason they struggle to be right mm -hmm. with God uh, and, and with, with people that. it's like yes. I've seen pe uh, people who are married fight over you know the craziest of things you know they're telling a story and someone saying well it was 7 p.m. on Friday you know and then the other the spouse says no no it was 6 p.m. no no it was 7 and then they fight and they yeah. fight and they're going over and I'm like oh, who cares what time yeah. it is who cares just it would happen <laughs> and they don't talk to each other no. for and weeks then, and they're mad uh -huh. and there's also this element you know well someone yeah. has to be the right yeah and for mm -hmm. me I've learned that right mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who's right yes Yes. It does not matter. God doesn't care that much mm -hmm. if you're right. Mm -hmm. But that sense of failure, failure. is yeah. so big. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it goes back to Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. They failed. They've tried to cover, cover up. up. And so you, we, see, we see people today mm -hmm. trying to cover, cover up. up. Now, I don't know all the reasons mm -hmm. or all the methods, not the reasons, mm -hmm. the methods of how they try and cover mm -hmm. up. But I can guarantee you they're trying to cover, cover it up. up. And a lot of people covered up with good works. Mm -hmm. They covered up with self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. They covered up with doing good things. Mm -hmm. They covered up with trying to be the best benefactor mm -hmm. or giver mm -hmm. or so on and so forth. The truth is uh, nobody's good enough. Amen. And Amen. so we can't let our failures separate us. Cause, and Satan would come and whisper mm -hmm. and tell you, hey, you're not good enough now. You failed. I found out that I am not good enough. <laughs> yes. And I think the sooner we embrace it. We embrace it, yes. And that's why in the book I talk mm -hmm. about failure, that mm -hmm. we need to embrace our failures. Yeah. Yes. I actually believe, um, I don't know about other cities, but in Saskatoon, mm -hmm. there's often a rash of suicides mm -hmm. in the uh, April times at the university. Mm -hmm. When uh, I think that's true, I, I yes. could be wrong, but where people are struggling to get their, you know, rate their tests and, mm -hmm. and pass their tests and get through their courses. And I've heard over the years people taking their lives, young people taking their lives, because I think they feel like failures. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that failure is just a stepping stone, mm -hmm. you know, to something greater that they need to overcome. Amen. Because Amen. God doesn't hate them, people don't hate mm -hmm. them, and they don't need to hate themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't need to hate ourselves, ourselves because we yes. fail. Because we fail. And Satan would love to separate you mm -hmm. from God 
and use failures to do it. He tried it with Judas and it worked, and he tried it with Peter, but he failed. So we need to realize, and we need to know the love of God. Amen. Knowing the love of God. Now, quickly here, I know we've got uh, a few minutes here, Pastor Brandt. Uh, most of the times, like you've shared, when we fail, we try to run away from God to cover up. Uh, where should we run? Uh, people, others, when they fail, they run to drugs, to yeah. alcohol, to other things to cover up yes. that failure. Yes. Where should we run when we fail? Right. Well, the answer is obvious, isn't it? Yes. The obvious answer is mm -hmm. we should run to God. Amen. But Amen. the truth is, many times we don't feel safe running to yes. God. Because there is something in us that say, well, he's the judge, mm -hmm. he's justice, he meets out righteous. So mm -hmm. we're like, oh, I don't know if I can go to him. I can look back in my life sometimes, especially when I first got married, and uh, my wife and I would have a fight or we'd disagree about something or I'd really get mad, and uh, I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. After 25 years, we've gotten through some of that, but yeah. I remember in the old days, oftentimes we'd have a little fight. Mm. One of us would storm out of the house, mm. and if it was me, I'd get in the car and I would drive like a crazy man. Wow. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before, oh. but it's almost like, I'm just going to drive like a yeah. crazy man. I'm, I've made a mistake now, yeah. and I feel so bad, and I'm just uh -huh. going to go maybe try yeah. and kill myself. Well, maybe not, but I'm going to yeah. drive bad, you know? Yes. And so it's like, I'm going to show the world how hurt I am, show the world how bad I am. So you, you try and make, I'm trying to make yeah. up for it, right? Yes. And for me, that's what I would do sometimes, get mad or go do something. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when people fail, they get frustrated, they get frustrated. mad, don't they? Yes. And so what we should do mm -hmm. is we should go to God. Amen. We Amen. should always run to God, Amen. not from God. From God. Run to God. Run to God, not from God. Now, uh, quickly here, I'm going to ask Pastor Brandt. I know you are asking, I need help. I need help. I need prayer. Uh, uh, Pastor Brandt, with this book, powerful book, Mercy Triumphs Over Judgment, I believe God's mercy is powerful to give you a second chance. Yes. That's why I want you to get a copy of this book. Yes. We're going to make it available on Kingdom Insight. You see the website right there. Uh, uh, or write to me live at kazumbachows.com or go to Faith Alive. Uh, our website, uh, Faith Alive Family Church website, just Google that. Or you're going to see the website right on our screen as we reach, uh, uh, we, we talk about uh, mercy triumphs over judgment. I just want you quickly, Pastor Brian, just uh, break that spirit of suicide, that sure. spirit that just want to kill itself when we fail. We as you that. look into those cameras, we there. can do that. Father, we just thank you and yes, praise Lord. you for mercy. Yes, Lord. That you are a merciful God, that you are not a God of judgment, and that you yes, people fail, but you are a God of forgiveness. You are the God of grace. You are the God of goodness. Yes, and Father, I pray for every person who maybe will watch this show yes, sometime, Lord. maybe right now, if you're struggling yes, with feelings of failure, Jesus. rejection, yes, or whatever, you know what? You can go to God and God will forgive you. He will love you. Jesus. And right now, I break that spirit. I break yes, that power on your life right now. And Father, I re release mercy into their lives. Help people understand mercy. Help them receive mercy. Help them understand that you love them in every trial, in every difficulty, and through every failure. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 I want you to get this book quickly. Write to us live at kazumbachows.com. We're going to make this book available. And you can go and look at uh, our Faith Alive Ministries. You've seen the promo. Powerful, powerful, powerful church. 
God is doing mighty things here in Canada. Revival is happening. I was revived there. And I want you to get a chance by watching the Faith Alive show as well. Pastor Brent is always on the Faith Alive show, sharing the Word of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord watch over you. Continue to watch Kingdom Insight. Thank you very much. God bless you. You have been watching Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. My prayer and hope for you today is that you have grasped everything that you can from the speakers that have poured into your life today. I want to promote Dr. Kazumba Charles' new book. It's called Discovering the Power of God in You. He is an amazing man with an amazing spiritual insight into the power of God. I pray that you pick up this book and that it impacts your life. Thank you for watching.